0: Welcome, everyone, to Couch Potato Diary on uh, this Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Peter Klein. Uh, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, Diary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, we are going to be looking at some of the fighters to watch at UFC 295. We are going to get into some fight announcements that were made earlier this week, and we're going to look at our NHL buy and sell. Uh, A couple teams off starts that maybe we're buying, maybe we're selling, so we're going to get into that for both leagues. If you're watching on social media, like this video, subscribe to the channel. Um, If you're listening in podcast form, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you can. Um, A note, if you are watching or listening to this I guess live-ish, uh, on the, the Wednesday, I am on HN Live a bunch over the next few days. HNLive.ca, uh, check me out doing play-by-play, I'm on 12 games between now and Sunday, uh, so listen up for those. Also, that is why, um, this show is being recorded on a Monday, um, so some of the, uh, stats and things of that nature may be uh, just a little bit off, uh, so that's what we're going to do with this one today, um, anyway, thank you all for tuning in, let's get to the show. All right. Um, Let's look at our NHL buy and sell first. Let's look at the teams whose start to the season we are buying. And we will start with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, who are off to a fantastic start at this season at the time of this recording, uh, 7-4-1 and and in a top three spot in the Atlantic Division. And I I think this is absolutely for real. I think the addition of Alex Debrinkit and his immediate chemistry with Dylan Larkin make this a real formidable team. They can play with speed. They have a couple of guys with size, like Kopp, uh, who they added down the middle who can kind of crash bang boom Um, defensively I think this team is fine Cider looks like he is that dude and they are strong between the pipes they have everything that you would think that they would need to be potentially a, a playoff team and a team that's going to make some noise that this has been a bit of a lengthy rebuild out in Detroit. There's no question about that, that there has been some time taken to try to get this team back to, to where they are supposed to be. And now I think you're starting to see the, the fruits of that labor starting to, to pay off a little bit. Um, And they, they go out and make the big addition of uh, acquiring Alex Dermarkin at the deadline. And now it seems like they have found that missing piece and now they are ready to, to jump up and it, it puts some pressure on teams like the Leafs and the Lightning to stay relevant because now you have another very strong team in the Atlantic Division that's actually going out there and making some noise. But no, I, I think this start for Detroit is 100% legit. Uh, number two, I have the New York Rangers at 8-2-1. Um, th- this is just an incredibly talented hockey team. Um, and between the pipes, it seems like they're, they're getting a bit of a bounce back now. Uh, Fox is a little banged up at the time of this recording. Um, but still, th- th- like there's just so much talent up and down this roster. And when you think of the potential of maybe adding um, a Patrick Kane to this group, uh, noted not great dude, Patrick Kane, it just it makes you think like this is a rangers team that could make a a real legitimate run not just in the metropolitan division but on route to an eastern conference and maybe even a stanley cup like they they are they are in that group that it feels possible they could do that um at three for this list i have the pittsburgh penguins they at the time of this recording are last in the east and four and six Uh, maybe i'm not buying them as a last place team but i am buying them as a non-playoff team um there's there's obviously a lot of talent here, right? Like Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Carlson, secondary guys like Gensel and Rust, they, they have they have built up quite the core there. I just think you are relying too much on a banged up Eric Carlson, on a goalie situation that isn't great, and you're hoping that a bunch of dudes who have played a lot of games stay really healthy. It just, it feels like a problem. And so I, I, I don't want to be the one to call the demise of the Penguins and the Capitals at the same time. But it does kind of feel like that's where this is going. And it feels like that this is a Penguins team that isn't necessarily bound for the postseason. And I wonder now how Kyle Dubas and company works their way out of this because they, they went out, made the big splash for Carlson, I don't think they had to give up a lot for him, so it's not that big of an issue, but th- this is not a team that I think is ready to make one more run at a Stanley Cup. I am absolutely buying this start from the Dallas Stars. I love this roster. Um, Robinson and, or sorry, Robertson and Hits are guys who I have on my fantasy teams. Um, Miro Heiskanen is one of the best defenders in the NHL, and now they have the goalie in Jake Ottinger, who is probably going to have a Vesna on his mantle at some point in his career. I think they check, <clears throat> excuse me, I think they check all the boxes. I think they are absolutely a team that is going to give a lot of teams problems in the Central. They might win the Central, given how banged up the the, the Colorado Avalanche are. They have a GM who's very aggressive, and I think very smart, who can go out and, and make some other moves at the deadline to really supplement this roster, but it feels like a team with no weakness right now, and that this is a, a Dallas Stars team and a Dallas Stars start that is absolutely legitimate. Uh, the last one here, the Vegas Golden Knights, not a whole lot to say. The Defending Cup champions starting the season with 11 wins in their first 13 games. Points in 12 of 13 to start the season. They're just really good. Talented everywhere. The goaltending has has stabilized for uh, another season. Um, that blue line's insane. The forward group is phenomenal. And they seem like they're a team that instead of it's a Stanley Cup hangover, they are a team that has found another level and elevated because they now know what it takes to be a champion. Um, it, it's very... Um, intangibles to to try to make that claim or whatever, but yeah, this is a team that is 100%, I think, legit, um, and a team that has taken another step even after winning a Stanley Cup. So those are the teams that I am buying their starts to the season. What about teams that I'm selling the start to the season on? We will start with Boston. Um, it's an amazing start. I just don't know how it can continue, again, with the, the center situation being what it is being in Boston, but uh, again, Excellent start. They have a ton of really good players. I just think it's going to potentially fall off here a little bit for the Boston Bruins. Um, The Vancouver Canucks are a team whose start I'm not buying. I I think they're probably... I I had them as a playoff team. um, So that, that is like, yeah. I, I'm buying that portion of it, but I, I'm going to sell this being one of the best teams in the league and this being uh, a team that's going to have home ice advantage in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't know. I just don't think they have that much talent. Um, the the blue line, I, I think, has... Well, while they've been bolstered a little bit. I, I still think they have quite a few issues. Scoring depth-wise, I don't know if they have as much as you would like, but there are, like... Pedersen is playing to the the peak of his capabilities and that's been phenomenal to watch and they've gotten a lot out of Besser um and JT Miller is even tolerable out on the ice this year and then they have one of the best goalies in the world in Thatcher Demko so that's that that could be the thing that helps this start actually be legit I'm just it's a slight sell it's not selling all my stocks on this start but it's just it's it's a slight short on it for uh for Vancouver I am selling two seven and one from Edmonton I know um, and those are two teams who have played each other by the time you listen to this. But I know it's bad. Um, it's quite bad right now in Edmonton. I just can't believe that a team with McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be this bad all season long. And the goaltending has been an issue. I think that will at least normalize a little bit. Um, defensively, they are still figuring out this defensive structure that they have implemented. Um I I don't know how much of an improvement there will be, but I think there will be some. And I I just, it it just, I can't wrap my head around this team being this bad all season long, especially with those two guys on the roster. So could they be a a sneaky panic Patrick Kane team? Um, I don't know salary cap wise how they'd be able to fit that in, but could they be that sort of a thing? Maybe, because like, like, Evander Kane has been brutal. Can you try to flip him to someone to, to bury his salary somewhere else? Um, but he seems like he's starting to be a problem in that locker room too, which is not something you need around there. I get it's not all kumbaya and Edmonton, but I, I am not buying this right now. Um, the Ottawa Senators, it's real bad there. They've had a horrendous month. Uh, they've had a horrendous season in a week, basically, with the, the Pinto stuff, the, the stuff about the draft pick, Thomas Chabot, uh, blowing out his hand. They're a better hockey team than this. Um, There's still so many talented guys on this team, like Stutza and and Kachuk, that I I think will get this team a bit more elevated, Um, and and I think the goaltending will will start to be a bit better as well, but like obviously it's been really bad. I think they're going to be able to put a lot of that stuff behind them, and quite frankly, I don't know if they're going to have this coach for very long, and I think a new coach would do this team wonders. So, um, relying on a little bit of things, part of it feels a little bit yucky to, to rely on, but... I, I think Ottawa is just better than what we have seen from them so far this season. And lastly, the Seattle Kraken. I think they're a lot better than what we've seen from them, specifically offensively. Um, they, they do, I think it was three goals they end up getting against the Flames the other night, but only about 20 shots. They're, they're just better than that. They have way too much offensive upside with, with another year stepping forward with Veneers, um, Eberly and all those guys around. Maybe the goaltending falls off a bit. But I I, I just think offensively this team is too good to be where they are at right now. So I'm going to say Seattle does take a step up. And so I am selling this start to the year. That's hockey buy and sell. Let's get into some basketball. All right. Teams whose starts I am buying to start this year, Uh, I'm going to go first. with the Boston Celtics. You watch this team, and offensively, I don't know how you defend it. Um, We've brought up a couple of times, maybe they're a touch undersized when... Um, the, the guys out on the floor are white holiday, Brown Tatum and, um, Porzingis. I think you get like a a real strong four that could maybe back down Tatum and and make him work a little bit. You can kind of wear them down that way, but offensively, I don't know how you stop this team, especially when Porzingis is healthy and going. So yeah, I'm buying it. Uh, not a whole lot to go into on this one. Denver's the best team in the league. Uh, at six and one, all the different aspects of this team are clicking right now. And Jokic is... Just incredible to watch, and already has the MVP locked up. I'm I'm buying a six and one start from them. And again, I'm recording this on a Monday, so some of the win totals um, and loss totals, I guess, are going to be uh, a little bit off. I am buying two and five from Utah. I think they had a best case scenario year a season ago. I think this year they are going to be okay. Um, and then try to sell everything off. So I'm buying that Utah is not a playoff team and is not this Cinderella darling that's going to be hanging around the, the playoff race all season long like they were a season ago. It's just not a good basketball team. Um, and I, I think there are going to be a lot of calls on guys like Markunen coming up down the, the trade deadline. So I I, I think that I think it's falling off in Utah is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm buying 5-2 and two from the Golden State Warriors. They had a scary start to the year with that loss against the Phoenix Sun. But this is going to be a team that takes the regular season, I think, seriously. I think they need to to, to figure out where everyone fits. And because of that, they're going to win a lot of games in this Western Conference. There's so much talent on this team. Um, I just don't see them falling off this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buying uh, a good start to the year for the Golden State Warriors. And I'm buying a bad start to the year for the Chicago Bulls. It's just over there. Like they they tried to make it work, it's not working. Um the injury to Ball a couple of years ago has been just absolutely crippling to this franchise. I think they need to I- explode everything and start over. The fact that they didn't um is a little surprising to me. Um so I am I am absolutely selling the Bulls uh, or sorry buying this start from the Bulls. I I think now is a time to to tear down and honestly start early. Like th- that's one of my things, and it's a uh, it's something for for both leagues. You hear a lot of this. Oh well, you gotta take some time to to figure out everything. The Bulls know they suck now, man. Like I, I think one of the the reasons why that I've. Uh, One of the reasons why I've kind of brought up this mentality is you look at the Blue Jays a couple of years ago, where they knew they had a bad bullpen, they went out and fixed that bullpen, and then they made it to the playoffs. Um, Now they got swept by the Tampa Bay Rays that year, but you look at a year later when they miss out by one game because they didn't address the needs they had in the bullpen again. Um, until it was too late. If you know you have a need, go out and address it early. And I get in the NBA, it's a little bit different because certain players can't be traded um, until I think it's December 15th and then sometime in January based on how they were acquired and and things of that nature. But if you know you suck, like just now, start it now. And if you're a good team that wants to to get better, like the Clippers go out and make the James Harden trade early in the year. Now that one actually happened a little late, but um, if you're a good team, that wants to get better get Demar DeRozan in now get get 65 games are Demar or 75 games at Demar DeRozan instead of 35 um let him let you figure out how to, to work him into your game plan early on um, I, and the same thing for for the NHL right like the these teams like the Leafs know they have a problem on the blue line go and make a trade now don't don't wait for well we need to you know 20 25 games to to figure out where everything fits and now if you have a problem solve that problem now because the longer you wait the the less time you're going to know if you've actually solved that problem and the the longer (laughs) the the longer the um odds are that you're going to to make up any ground that you're going to need not that the Leafs need to make up a ton of ground but they are outside of a top three spot in the division right now I don't know if that's necessarily going to continue but if you are a team right now that has a very clear need fix it fix it that's all you need to do fix it um, and so if, if you're a team in the NBA that needs a quality half court score, a lot worse than DeMarco Rosen. So get him. um, in the sell category, I'm selling two and five start from the Knicks. I think this team is a whole lot better than what the, the results show. Um, Julius Randall is missing easy shots right now. I think those are just going to start to go in. Um, and I get, he's not the most popular cat out in New York right now, but, um, I, I think a lot of those shots are going to fall and that there's just, again, too much talent on this team for it to not click click at some point. And, and Thibodeau's too good of a coach to, to have it not work. So I, I think the Knicks will be fine. Um, I'm not believing in the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to sell 5-1 to start the year on the Mavericks. I think everything around Luka and Kyrie is a disaster on that team. And so I, I think as the West starts to catch up, these guys are going to start to fall back a little bit. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I am selling 3-2 for Milwaukee. I think this team will be... I think this team will figure it out. I think right now they're trying to not use Giannis Lillard pick and rolls as much as possible so they can figure out what other things they have in the offense because you could just spam that all game and it would work all game but it'd be nice to know what other things you have to work um, or what other things you have that do work sorry when you get into February, March, April and then assuming they do May and June Um, and so I I think them working on a few of these things is going to be figured out there are major concerns defensively for sure there are major concerns defensively I think they'll figure some of them out, but I I think overall this team will be much better than just right around 500 at the start of the season. Uh, Atlanta as one of the best teams in the league. I am selling. Four and two start. Uh, Again, it's very early on a lot of these things, but I'm just not necessarily all in on this Atlanta Hawks team. Um... Trey Young is great, but I, I think they're going to go through a lot of up-and-down stretches. I think we're going to see by the end of the year. They are around 500. And the last one, the LA Clippers. Um, I'm just selling this team in general. I don't think the James Harden thing is going to work. Um, I don't know if they gave up a whole lot to, to get him, but now not having your draft picks uh, or control of your draft picks for basically a decade, it seems like a problem. So I am not buying anything regarding the LA Clippers right now. So there is your NBA buy-and-sell for the early part of the season. Now, let's get into some fight talk as we get ready for UFC 295. Continuing our coverage of UFC 295 or continuing to get ready for UFC 295 this weekend from Madison Square Garden. Let's look at a couple of fighters on this card who uh, I'm excited about t- um heading into this one and who have I-, I think pretty big fights. One is just a fight between two uh two of them uh Mackenzie Dern taking on Jessica Andrade I think this is a massive massive fight for for both of these fighters you have uh Mackenzie Dern three and two in her last five I feel like she needs to really kind of start rolling here That this is a, a fighter who a lot of people have high hopes for and feel like she can be a a real prospect and a real problem um I just, we just haven't seen it consistently yet. So we need to see that she can do it against the the tippy top of this division. Where Jessica Andrade was for a very long time, and now she's not. Andrade has lost three in a row. She's been finished in all of them. This is a fight for her that kind of reestablishes that she can be relevant and maybe make another run at a championship, but another loss here. And it kind of feels over for Jessica Andrade. So this is a massive fight to figure out where these two fighters stand in the hierarchy. And going forward, it kind of feels like a a loser leaves town in terms of uh, relevancy and optionality for a championship bout. So I I am so interested in this fight to see how uh, Jessica Andrade kind of steps up and how a Mackenzie Dern steps up in this moment. I, I'm so fascinated by this bout. Another fighter who I'm watching, the, the third fighter on the, the must-see fighters for the weekend, is... The man with the best nick, one of the best nicknames in all of fight sports. The Steamroller, Matt Frivola. Um, he comes into this one having won three fights in a row. He is starting to show the fighter that a lot of people were excited about. Out of uh, Sarah Longo, Ray Longo has talked about this fighter for a long time. This is a guy who I think has the opportunity as he fights Benoit Saint-Denis this weekend at Madison Square Garden. In New York, um, Frivola has a chance to to I think rocket himself into the top five and show that he is a fighter who should be taken seriously and I think is going to start to get some some bigger names. That this it has the makings of a potential star making night for the steamroller Matt Fravola coming up this weekend. So those are three fighters that I'm looking at for UFC 295. Looking at just the grander scope of the UFC, three massive fight announcements coming your way on Monday. Uh, first it was Sean Strickland and, um, DDP, Dominic Duda, please. Um, du- There we go. Um, I'm a little surprised it's not Hamza Tremayev. Um, I thought that we would have a, uh, coming off of that, that fight in, um, uh, it was in Abu Dhabi, right? Coming off of that that fight against Kamaru Usman, I thought Hamzat was going to be next in line for a championship. And maybe he is next in line for this particular fight. Um, like, the, the winner of this faces Hamzat. But I, I was pretty sure that fight was being marketed as a, a middleweight title eliminator. So I am surprised that Hamzat is not in this. But I find, I'm finding it very hard to not favor the challenger in this spot. Duplessis... Um, has shown to be very, very, dis- me asking for Hamzat as a title contender does not mean I have uh, a limited view on what Duplessis can do. He is an incredibly talented, incredibly dangerous fighter in there. And for me, Sean Strickland just put up the best performance of his lifetime. I need to see it a couple more times before I can really it's weird to say this about a champion, but I I need to see it a couple of more times before I can legitimately take him seriously against some of these guys. Like I would I would favor Israel Adesanya against Sean Strickland tomorrow. Um I'm I'm favor I would favor Hamzat against Strickland. I would favor Duplessis against Sean Strickland. So it's weird to say this about the middleweight champion of the world. I'm not taking him serious as seriously just yet. And again, that is not to take away from a phenomenal performance against Israel Adesanya. It's just it happened once. And I, I need to see that that just wasn't the best day of your life. And let's see what what we get from Duplicy going forward. That'll be at UFC 297. At 298, it is Volkanovski against Taporia. I am really, really impressed by Volkanovski here. I thought, young title challenger coming up, Volk has kind of cleared out the division aside from this kid. But I thought Volkanovski would step aside, go up to 155 pounds, and fight Taporia. That's why, like, after the, the Volk loss... I I had him penciled in against another 155 pound contender. I thought Volk's days at 145 pounds were done. But this is a real ballsy move by Volkanovski going down, back down to 145 pounds, and taking on the kind of the next one in, in Taporia. A lot of people very excited about this fighter. He has put on some dominant, dominant performances. Now... This does feel like he is skipping a step, but he was so dominant at step two, it's easy to kind of skip uh, the the last step and just go straight to a championship fight. I do favor Volkanovski in this, but I think there are a lot of fighters throughout UFC history who would have the opportunity to move up to 155 pounds and make some good money and probably get close to a title shot um, who would take that opportunity instead of fighting the young, hungry up-and-comer for the, the championship and risk losing their belt. So I... I credit Volkanovski for that. And at UFC 299, it's Sean O'Malley against Cheeto Vera. This is uh, a fight that I think a lot of us saw coming. Um, Vera has beat Sean O'Malley before. Does he have a a phenomenal championship challenger resume? Not necessarily. He does have a win in his last fight. Um, It's just the one before that that's a problem. But he, he is still, he is a talented enough fighter that this isn't a complete reach putting him in a a title fight. It's a good one for for Sean O'Malley as a first championship bout, uh, headlining a pay-per-view. So I I think it makes a lot of sense to to go with this fight, but it's maybe not the most deserving of challengers from uh, Achito Vera against the Sean O'Malley, but it's still going to be a hell of a fight. I I would favor O'Malley, at least initially here, um, before we get into the, the real homework to be done to get ready for this bout that is going to do it for our show today thank you all so much for tuning in again if you are watching this or listening to this on wednesday um or at any point this week i am on HM live all weekend long um calling a bunch of hockey games at the rocky mountain classic at Windsport. check me out hnlive.ca. there is a subscription that's required um but i'm going to be doing 12 games over the course of four days so that's why uh, again i made the, the note before taping this on a monday um coming up on the show tomorrow we are going to continue our ufc conversation looking at the goats i will declare my greatest of all time in ufc history or an mma men's history Uh, We're going to go over that. Going to check in on um, win and loss totals, or sorry, win totals and uh, division predictions for the year. Just the ones that we had starred coming into the the year. And then we're going to look at the NFL Power Rankings. Friday it's preview day we look at UFC 295 we look at the week in the NFL and we look at the Canadian Football League all of those things coming up on a Friday show so um thank you all so much find me on social media Twitter Instagram and TikTok I'm at primetime twitch.tv slash primetime pk and you can email this show Couchpotato diary at yahoo.com you can also find couch potato diary on Facebook thank you all so much for tuning in today and I will talk to you all later